You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. A dream is not just something when you are sleeping, but what is going through your mind when you're awake? What is happening in your mind? This is one of the most important things that you should ask yourself. Because what happens in our mind will happen in time. Turn to the person next to you and ask them, what have you been thinking about? Ask them, what have you been meditating upon? It's very important to think and to recall what am I thinking about? Because remember, one of the first works of the Holy Spirit is in our hearts. In our hearts. So you can see today I look a little bit different. I've got a cap on that says salvation and a t-shirt that says righteousness. Because if what is in our minds will happen in time, we should be very careful what's going on in my mind. When God refers to the armor of God, He talks about the helmet of salvation and the righteous breastplate. The first work of the Holy Spirit is to impart new life in our lives. To link us up with heaven to give you the prophetic picture of the good future that God has planned for you. So many people today confess Jesus, but they don't believe it with their hearts. The Bible teaches us in Romans 10 that we confess with our mouths unto salvation. I am saved. Jesus is my Savior. But the Bible says we believe with our hearts unto righteousness that God has made you righteous he who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus so righteousness is not for those who confess it but those who believe it although the jacket is covering up the righteousness you cannot see it if I open up the jacket you'll see righteousness written here it's not what people see your soul is your will, your intellect, and your emotions. The book of James teaches us that we should receive the word of God with meekness into our hearts. That word is able to save our souls, our will, our intellect, and our emotions. That book of James is written to Christians Turn to the person next to you, say, as a Christian, you have to make sure that your soul is saved. What do I mean by your soul is saved? Your way of thinking needs to change. Turn with me to Romans 10 verse 9. Family, listen to me. Your heart is the communication point of the Holy Spirit. Guess where the devil wants to communicate? In your heart as well. 
He wants to plant the wrong kind of seeds in your heart. A stubborn heart. A hard heart. An unforgiving heart. Those are the devices of the devil. But a believing heart. A forgiving heart. A heart that does not bear grudges. Those are things that comes from God. And what you believe in your heart affects your way of thinking. If you have to be honest, the biggest battles that you fight is in your mind, in your soul, your will, your intellect, your emotions. Your will saying, I will never trust a man ever again. You make a vow in your heart that affects your way of thinking. That even if the perfect man comes your way, you've made that vow in your heart and you believe I cannot trust a man. A vow you make in your heart and say, I'll never let anybody speak to me like that ever again. And every time correction comes, you respond in a certain way. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart above all things. Because out of it springs the issues of life or the issues of life comes forth from your heart. So what you believe in your heart affects your way of thinking. So many people confess with their mouths, but they don't really believe it in their hearts. What you are thinking upon the whole time, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And through certain things that we meditate upon, think upon, we limit ourselves. And even when we start to change our confession, in our hearts, we are still believing something else. We are confessing, I want to be blessed. But in your hearts, you are believing, I'm not the righteousness of God. God does not want to bless me. God wants to bless other people, but not me. And what you are thinking in your mind will happen in time. It's very quiet now. I know I'm talking to the right people here this morning to help you change your confession. So that you can go from where you are now to where God wants you to be. Remember, God will do and has done what he is supposed to do. But God will not do for you what you are supposed to do for yourself. When you believe, you start to confess. The Bible says, we believe, therefore we spoke. We declared it. Romans 10 verse 9. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust Him, and rely on the truth that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, adheres to, trusts, and relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, accepted to God. And with the mouth he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. So you have to confess it with your mouth and believe it with all your heart. For salvation to be activated in your life, I mean to be born again, your confession needs your heart's full agreement. Many people today are confessing one thing with their mouths, but they're believing another thing in their hearts. Righteousness is not for those who confess it, but for those who believe it. The helmet of salvation 
is simply being clothed with Jesus Christ. The breastplate of righteousness is simply being clothed with Christ. Do you believe that God has made you righteous? If you believe it, your thinking will start to change. Your speech will change. Your deeds, your actions will change. James 1 verse 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. He's talking to Christians, saying renew your way of thinking, your thoughts, your will, your emotions. Let it line up with the word of God. Listen to what the Passion Translation says. I'm reading from verse 19. My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak. And be slow to become angry. For human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. So this is why we abandoned everything morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's manifestation, which has been implanted within our nature. For the word of life has power to continue deliver us. Your greatest battles that you will fight is in your mind, your thoughts. The Bible says that God has given us tools to take these thoughts and these arguments captive and bring it in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you are born again, God will give you a picture of the good future that he has planned for you. The enemy will throw everything at you to start thinking differently, to start confessing differently. But the Bible says as soon as you start thinking differently, take those thoughts captive. Those arguments and bring it in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. In every situation, make a decision to think upon heavenly things. To get heaven's opinion about your situation. That's the battle. Where does the devil attack? In your heart. What does the Bible say? The heart is like a field. And the enemy will come and plant seeds here that's not of heaven. The deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this world, are just some of the things that choke the word of God out of our hearts. Not to believe that God wants to help us. That's why you need to get God's opinion about your situation. When Joseph was in the pit, he said, I know where I belong. I don't belong here. I belong in the palace. He acted like a son of God. He behaved like a son of God. He had the confession of a son of God. He never accepted his temporary situation as his future permanent situation. The devil wants you to doubt your sonship. What is the accusation that people throw at you? Oh, so you say you're a Christian. You say you're a believer. You say you are trusting God. Then why? The devil did the same when Jesus was on the cross busy dying for us. 
in pain, in agony. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, remove yourself from this cross. He was the son of God. He did not have to prove it to the devil. If Jesus came off the cross at that moment of pain and suffering, he would not be saved today. That's why it's a conviction in your heart that you know that you're a son of God, that you know that you are blessed, that you know that you are saved, that you know that you are delivered. It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing the fiery furnace with a conviction in their hearts that Jesus was their redeemer, their savior, that could say to the king, whether our king, king know this, whether our God delivers us or not, he's our deliverer. And it was a confession that came from a heart that believed that God is their deliverer, while yet they were busy walking into the fiery furnace. Can you see, it's not just confessing it, but it's believing it in your heart. What have you been meditating upon? What have you been thinking upon? The Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 5, And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. The devil challenged him, challenged his sonship, even in his time of temptation in Matthew 4, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, you know how he will attack you. He will question your sonship. Just because Jesus was hungry didn't mean he was not the Son of the Most High. Jesus knew that you can be hungry and still be a friend of God. You can be poor and still be a candidate of heaven. I'm not going to change my confession because of what I'm going through. Turn to the person next to you and ask them what is going through your mind. Listen what the Amplified says. Let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Family, listen to me. Mind management is the first priority of any overcomer. Mind management is the most important thing. Most of the things that you are fighting right now is just in your mind. Things that you are worrying about, what if this, what if this. That's why mind management is so important. 99% of things that people worry about don't even happen. But you've been worrying. Fear is more deceptive than Satan himself. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. So even when you are facing challenges, and you know you have to go through this thing, mind management is the priority of any overcomer to know what God says about your situation. To know that God says, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Not just to say it, 
but to believe it with all your heart. The Bible encourages us to think upon things from above. To meditate upon heavenly things. Not upon the things that's going on around us. Philippians 4 verse 8. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reference and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Just think upon those beautiful things. When you think about your children, have the mind of Christ. When God looks at you, he sees those good things that he has planned for you. God loves you like you've never hurt him, like you've never disappointed him, like you've never sinned. That's how God loves you. Because Jesus Christ died for all those sins. Family, the Bible will never ask anything of us that's not possible. You know the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, be perfect like your Father in heaven is perfect. Is there anybody that's perfect here? No. What is he talking about? When you have positioned yourself in Christ who is perfect, the thing that God values more about you than anything else is beyond human comprehension. It lies within our hearts, for in our hearts we are made to be like God. And when Jesus Christ takes that rightful place in our hearts, the one who is perfect, when God looks at you, He sees perfection. When you are in Christ, and you are forgiven of all your sins, and He's made you righteous, not your own righteousness, but God's righteousness, his perfection. When you are in Christ, when God the Father looks at you, He sees Jesus' perfection. And that you believe that He who knew no sin became sin so that you can become His righteousness, so that you can become His perfection. Can you see why it's so important to meditate upon the Word of God? Because the Word of God is Jesus. He's the author, the perfecter of our faith. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author, the perfecter, the finisher, the one who will complete everything concerning us, that which you believe in your heart. You have to change your way of thinking. You have to take those thoughts captive. That's why it's often very difficult for a poor person to change. Because they are thinking the whole time, I am poor. All that they are confessing is that I am poor. Nothing will change. Nothing is working out for me. Money is not coming. 
and now they're hanging out with all their friends that's in the same boat. And they're all confessing the same thing, agreeing upon the same thing. The same is often true of people when they are sick. All that they confess is that sickness. Oh, you think your sickness is bad. My sickness is one in ten million. That's nothing. Mine is one in one billion. This auntie of this and this had it. And now I have the grace to have it also. Please pray for me. What's going through your mind? You think you're special because you are sick? No! Jesus Christ has died for that sickness. Change your confession. Amen? If you are poor, change your confession. When you have a revelation of what Jesus Christ has done for you, you will know that you are blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. And you'll see things will start to change. Hold on to that confession. A man can be poor and yet be a candidate of heaven. A man can have sickness in his body and be a friend of God. But we think when somebody is sick, oh, what have you done wrong? When he's going through a challenging time financially, you think, oh, what's going on here? Hold on to your confession. Change your way of thinking. The Bible says that we should renew our minds. Start thinking differently. Go and spend some time with people whose thinking is different. Sometimes people that don't have money will only want to hang out with rich people, what the rich people can do for them. And the rich people also only want poor people for what the poor people can help them with and do for them. And God will reveal both your hearts. <laughs> because we need each other. You have strengths that I don't have and vice versa. We are to be one another's strength. We're here to help each other. Amen. sometimes have a simplistic faith to just say God I love you but those with a lot of money can learn from that but us who our mindset sometimes are poor and we think small we can learn from rich people who think big to increase our capacity to believe their mistake is they can put their trust in their money where our trust must be in God but even the person that is poor, if his focus is on money, 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 his trust will be in money, money, money. So even when that money comes, it will lead him away from God. Because he'll think the money is the blessing. It's just a means to an end. The end is a lasting relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. When God blesses you, when God heals you, when God delivers you, it's for the salvation of your soul. What does that mean? It means God saves you, delivers you, heals you, blesses you, so that you can serve Him better. 
that blessing should be the very thing that you use now to glorify the name of Jesus. A person that's been smoking 60 cigarettes a day and has got lung cancer, when God heals him, his way of thinking should not be, oh, now I can start smoking 60 cigarettes again. Should God heal you to become a better sinner? No. He heals you to be a better Christian. We should change our way of thinking. So ask yourself, what's going through my mind? Because what's going through your mind will happen in time. If your thoughts are going in the wrong direction, negative thoughts, take those thoughts captive. Put your hands on your head and say, I take every thought, every argument, every vain imagination captive and I bring it in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I believe your righteousness has become my righteousness and I'm confessing it now. When you believe it with your heart, your thoughts will change. Your deeds will change. Your words will change. Family, there's a reality. The Bible says, though on the outside, our outer man is perishing. Sin is still there. It says, but the inward man is being renewed. It's getting younger. It's getting stronger. It's getting fitter. It's getting more and more like Jesus. Paul says, I'm praying for you that Christ will be formed on the inside of you. That's what people want to see. Christ cannot be formed on the inside if you're not meditating upon the word of God. When you spend time in the word of God, when you meditate and you confess it, Christ is being formed on the inside. When you allow that word to become a part of your heart, an integral part of your life, by its very nature it will start to change you. Your thoughts will change, your words will change, your deeds will change. And you'll find yourself walking with God, talking with God, planning with God. On this Mother's Day, ask yourself, what is going through my mind? Turn to the person next to you and ask them, what is going through your mind? Ask them again, say, what is going through your mind? I'm going to close with two scriptures. The Word of God is like a fire. It's like a hammer. So whatever is coming against you, God's word is like a fire and can consume it. His word is like a hammer that can destroy that thing. In the battle between the water and rock, water in the end wins. It's that flow of the Holy Spirit that brings the change. The man at the pool of Bethesda, he wanted to enter into the water. He thought, if I can get into the water, I'll be entering into my good future. Because I will be healed. But Jesus, the living water, was the one who wanted to enter into him to change his life permanently. This teaches us, before you can enter into your good future, your good future must first enter into you. If you believe that and you confess that, you'll be able to maintain it. But if it's just something that happens to you, and you don't believe it in your heart, your confession, will, your confession will change very quickly. But when you are convinced on the inside, your confession will not change. 
and you'll hold on to that confession. You'll say, I'm saved. Jesus is my Savior. I'm healed. Jesus is my healer. I'm delivered. Jesus is my deliverer. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I'm walking with the Lord. Even though you find yourself in the pit, you'll say, I know where I belong. Even though you face a fiery furnace, you'll say, whether God delivers me or not, he is my deliverer. Whether you are facing a giant and he's telling you that he's going to kill you, you can hold on to your confession. Because you are born again, you find yourself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. Where that giant is in the realm of defeat and failure. And that giant can shout, shout and say, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds of the air. But he's in the realm of defeat and failure. You don't have to act like him. Hold on to your confession and say, no, you have not come against me. You've come against my God. I'll be the one who will kill you today. I'll be the one feeding your flesh to the birds. But make sure what's going through your mind is not doubt. When you run onto that battlefield, that you know you're with God. That you are born again. That you are linked up with God. When you're linked up with God, you know even though you are facing defeat and failure, you can keep your solid front. Because you know you are linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. This is just fruit hanging around you that's going to die. But you'll walk in that victory that God has got for you. You'll enter into the promised land and enjoy the land of milk and honey. It's your portion. Your confession needs your heart's full agreement. If your confession does not have your heart's full agreement, go and meditate in the Word of God. Go and meditate in the Word of God. Go and renew your mind so that you can know what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. If you don't know what is God's will for you, go and look in this mirror. And you'll find out what it is. Amen. Let your thoughts line up with the word of God. When your thoughts line up with the word of God, you'll start to see who God says who you are. When you meditate in the word of God, you'll get a prophetic picture of what God has planned for you. And you'll be able to hold on to that confession and believe it with all your heart. Even though you are facing difficulties, you'll hold on to that confession and know that God is faithful. It's that kind of faith that pleases God. When you say God is faithful, even though you've not seen the manifestation yet. When you say God is good, when there's still challenges coming your way. Anybody can shout hallelujah and say thank you Jesus when the breakthrough has come. But it takes a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a different kind of faith that says, God is my deliverer. Whether he delivers me or not, I'm not changing my confession. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.